We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're back to the Six Rings postgame show on WEEI. Zach, this team, the Patriots, they you haven't been here for this whole streak, but obviously guys talked this week about getting kind of payback from last year. Yeah, we'll have these guys in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Well, well, well. Actually, it's three weeks, Zach, because the Patriots have a bye. First, they play the Colts. Then the Patriots crowd will be as fired up, as cocksure and confident as the Jets fans were today as well, Andy. Very terse from Zach Wilson, almost like he knows he screwed up but didn't want to talk about it. This is the Six Rings postgame show on WEI. Fitzy, Hart, and you. Um, was that almost a little, was that, dare I say, was that snooty or snotty? Uh, yeah, there was some tone there. Snippy, mm-hmm. snooty, snotty. There was some S word uh, in there. S-word. Yeah, we'll have these guys in two weeks. Yeah. Ooh, watch what? out, Patriots. Zach Wilson's coming for you. I kind of like it. You got to be who okay. you are. And he's a cocksure quarterback, as you mm-hmm. said. He is that guy. And I think there's a little bit, and maybe I'm reading way too much into this. Probably he, knows okay. that, he knows that if he didn't F up today, they got a good chance to win the game. That he gave the game away. And I think that's him saying, I'm not going to make the same mistake. We got them in two weeks. We'll see what happens that time around. I like it because if you're the number two pick in the draft and the, the white headband and the whole cocky persona – Mm-hmm. And you start acting humble. You know what I think you are? Toast. Done. You got to be who you are. And he's cocky. So go down being cocky. Be yourself. Be dangerous. Be Maverick. We had the danger zone coming in. Be Maverick. Be that guy. Mike is out in Chicopee joining the Six Rings Post Game Show. Hello, Mike. Hey, Andy. Hey, Fitzy. How are you guys doing? Great. Hey, so um, just real quick. I mean, I know you guys already touched on this game feels like more of a Jets loss than a Patriots win. Mm-hmm. I get that. But my, my thing is with Mac is how he is going about his progressions and how he looks off his first pretty well. But once he gets to his second, he starts patting, he starts happy feet in, and that's a, it's a serious problem. And, and that's why he's just going to Myers or Stevenson. And it's, it's going to be easy for a defense to just zone in on those two, and it's just it's going to be a problem when they start facing better teams, and and it's kind of depressing. Uh, it's just my opinion. <laughs> you know, Mike, actually, hold tight there for a sec. I think you, uh, you know, uh, it's a point we've been making for a while here in the first two hours of the post game. Uh, I think that's why Christian Fourier, during his call a few minutes ago, you probably heard when you're on hold, was saying like, get Thornton in there all the time now because. 
you got to stretch this field. You know, Phil Perry had made the point last year of teams only playing single high safety so often against the Patriots because there was no downfield threat. Nobody was afraid of the Patriots going vertical and opening the field up. And if it's just going to be checked out, quick slant to Myers, out in the flat to Myers, uh, screen pass to Ramondre, like, yeah, the field is going to start getting real tight and real short because teams won't be respecting any sort of threat or vertical attack from the Pats. Yeah, exactly. That's And that's why, like, these screen passes to the tight ends aren't working because the safeties and or corners that are covering are just staying for, are just staying forward. And, they're, 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 and so it's going to be a problem. I don't know if it's a 100% a max thing, but it, it, it is a coaching thing too. But Max just – he's got to get better. And I'm not saying Bailey is – the end all be all. I don't think he is it either. It just Max has got to get better, or this team is just going to be a 500 team, and it's it's not going to get any better throughout the year. Appreciate well, the call, my man. Thanks so much for hanging in there, it, uh, it, Andy. It's thoughts? certainly a 500 team at yes. best, um, mm-hmm. and I would argue yeah. it's yeah. talent related. Like the the scenario he just brought up, basically saying like if it's not Myers or Stevenson, he's got nobody. Was if you recall the documentary on might have been the 2009 one NFL films when Bill is drawing up Moss and Welker and he goes mm-hmm. if you take away Moss deep and you take away Welker underneath we're done and I'm thinking yeah but who can do that you got two elite all pro borderline hall one hall of famer and one borderline hall of fame caliber player so Bill was worried about that back then when the talent was significantly greater now we're talking about Jacoby Myers who God bless him is a good player but he's not dangerous. He's not dangerous. And no, I he's still go back D-word. to it. He's just dependable, but he's not Exactly. Dangerous. But dependable, like, he's death by a thousand cuts. Like, yeah, you can hit him for 11. You can hit him for 12. And if you get five more of those, then I'll be worried because then you'll be on the goal line. Right? Like, And, and mm-hmm. we're talking about Stevenson as an ascending player and a talent. And maybe he kind of becomes that go-to guy. But the reality is, I'd freak out if, if my first option wasn't open and I were Mac too because... If my first option isn't open, that was probably my best option. The guy, the play was designed for that guy to be open against this look. Uh-oh, he's not open. Going to my second option, he's probably not open because he's never open. Uh-oh, if I try to go to my third option, I'm going to get nailed because you know who else I don't trust? The right tackle or the left guard on this play. Like, and that's he's gonna, Yeah, he's going to get crushed. No, you're yeah. right. That's yeah, his and reality also- right now, and that's why I've turned into a little bit of a, of a Mac apologist because... The reality is we give too much credit to the quarterback and then we give too much blame to him when it goes wrong. That's like Tom Brady. Even nature of sports yeah. random, yes. Tom Brady's struggling right now. He's got better weapons. His line stinks. The offense is out of whack. Oh, they don't like the play awful. calling. And they're not good. He's still Tom Brady. He's still the GOAT. I'm not saying he's perfect. He's made bad throws, just like Mac Jones has made bad throws. But the reality is we fixate on the quarterbacks at all costs and Mac to the nth degree. And it's even more unfair, in my opinion, with Mac going into second season, new offense, all those other things we've talked about, because I, I wouldn't trust it either. I would have confidence issues as Mac, too, because I've watched this offense and these players, they don't get open. They don't make plays. The schemes don't work. There's none of those crazy, oh, my God, the guy's wide open. He schemed that up nice. Like, there just isn't. And I think some of it is what the caller said, some respect. There was a Sauce Gardner tackle on... Was it an early Myers. screen? He was like two yards behind the line of yes. scrimmage, right? Great tackle. And, and he, he, as the as I think Charles Davis said, 
Sauce Gardner never went backwards. He was never afraid. He was coming up at all. You know why? Because he doesn't fear anything. He doesn't fear Myers blowing by him. He doesn't fear what's behind him. He's coming up to make a play, and there's nothing to... Ty Law said it last year, and I think it's the same this year. If you're Ty Law, who are you fearing on this offense? Nobody. Mm-mm. No, and when they do try to go deep, the shot plays to Devontae Parker, the 50-50 balls, they were successful against the Ravens. Except, whoops, he went out after the first play today. Thornton is not being utilized in a deep capacity. And the most electric play, if you will, as a pass play from Mac Jones this year was a long touchdown pass to Nelson Aguilar on a ball that actually Aguilar had to climb the back of the cornerback yep. of and snatch away from him and then take it into the six-point house. They're all very risky plays. Like, the deep game is just non-existent for the Patriots now, and they're going to have to find a way to open it up and fix it. Otherwise, safeties, corners will all be crowding down the box. They're all going to be coming closer to the line of scrimmage, and it's going to start to look like the end of last season all over again, except it may be sooner than the end of the season that we'll be feeling the crunch on the Patriots' offense. How do we fix Mac Jones? How do you feel about the Patriots' defense? And who played great and who didn't? Thumbs up, thumbs down with Andy Hart when we come back. Callers will get to you as well. Hour number three of the Six Rings postgame show brought to you by Zooty. Build any app your company needs in a week. Visit Zooty. That's Zooty.com for your free trial. Comes at you in just a few moments here on WEEI. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend it here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. From our Best Yet brand studio, this is our number three of the Six Rings postgame show from WEI and all across the WEI Sports Radio Network. Your old pal Nick Fitzy Stevens here at the helm alongside Andy Jumbo Hart. The lines, well, we might have a line open for you at 617-779-7937. Andy, yes, we are treating this appropriately i believe that it's more of a jets loss than a patriots win but of course when somebody loses someone else has to technically win so the pats escape the meadowlands if you will with the dub today which they desperately needed not necessarily the confidence boost that we were hoping for but still a win that brings them back to 500 now they have nine games to go to prove whether they are a playoff worthy team but also if they can make the kind of improvements they need to make to catch up to the kansas cities and the buffaloes in the not-too-distant 
football future. Uh, before we get to thumbs up, thumbs down, we've had a couple callers that have been hanging on for a while. Matt is in Rhode Island. Hello, Matt. How are you? Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, Fitzy, that, that uh, content you got from the tailgate, that's gold. I could listen to that all day long. Oh, my friend, listen, there's a couple of them I put on the at Fitzy GFY uh, TikTok and Instagram and also WEEI as well. I got about 25 more of those. I'll be cutting together a comp reel of all of the best oh. of the cockiest and most absurd Jets fans. Matt, I drove into a giant episode of The Sopranos today. It was just glorious. There was, I was covered in gabagool and cigar spit, and I'll tell you, knowing that the Patriots got the win and they drove home sad, it was worth every dirty second of it. Absolutely. And Hart, I read an article back at the beginning of the season. I mean, you said it. Folk was the second best player on the team or first best. I forget. I forget what your article said, but you nailed that. Yeah, I had him number two. I had Judon one and I had Folk two. And I don't know. I feel I still feel pretty good about those. Ramondre Stevenson may be coming up fast on the outside, joining that uh, top five type mix. But yeah, without Nick Folk, you'd yeah. be poor. So, um, you know, obviously, Max didn't have a lot of time. With uh, Ferris in there and their nose tackle, just, you know, throwing him around, who's, who's a heck of a player and um, all day long. You know, I still don't think they don't know how to space plays properly. And in, uh, the fourth down play, when you have a fourth down play that you're going to call, you got to make sure, like, that's, you know, this is the one we've, we've run. We know this is going to come out. So it was a great play fake by Mac, and then it didn't seem like the receivers knew where the hell they were going. So that's, that's just, like, questionable to me what's going on. Um, just let me bring this last point up. Please. Last last year, free agency, breaking news. First player signed, at, you know, Nelson Algar. I was like, what the hell is going on? It just didn't seem like at all like he was a Patriots player for all that money. And then you got Janu Smith, you know, on the he, so he got all that money. So if you just think about it, like the lack of identifying talent, free agent players, if you put two like decent playmakers on our offense, substitute them out. You know what I'm saying? Then yep. you might have something. But I think Fourier, what Fourier said was was perfect. Like it's just a terrible, it's a terrible offense. And and uh, just last, like um, Hart, you always say Jad, like just another, just another guy. Yep. I, I got Jack. Just another team, baby. Just they're just another team now. All right. Thanks, guys. Absolutely. Good call, Matt. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate you very much. The Patriots are a the, so basically in the NFL right now. We've got three teams and then 29 Jets. Now, the other Jets, if you will, just another team. A lot of new phrases and acronyms and uh, catchy lingo we've tossed around on today's postgame show from Moral Loss Monday to just another team. Uh, you know, the other te- like there are some just another teams that are exciting to watch, like, you know, Atlanta. You never know what you're going to get from them every week. The first place Atlanta Falcons, uh, if you will. And then there are teams like the Patriots that are just having a difficult time being exciting, dynamic, or look, I know sexy is not ne- is not necessary for winning or successful football, but this is about as far from sexy football, if you will, as I can remember watching. And Andy, to Matt and Fourier's point, so last year Aguilar had 64 targets, 37 catches, less than 500 yards receiving, and three touchdowns. So far, we're about halfway through this season. He's played in six games. He started three, 20 targets, 14 catches. 225 yards receiving, one touchdown. And for that, he'll be paid $22 million. Yeah, he's uh, he's irrelevant. He just, he really is. And, I mean, that's part of the problem, like the money invested. And Robert Kraft talked about it in the spring, return on investment. John o. Smith, nope. 
Nelson Aguilar, nope. Jalen Mills, he's fine. Uh, you're certainly mm-hmm. getting return on investment, Matthew Judon. That's that's a very good signing. Yep. Um, I think some people would remember question, what Bourne was. That was fun. Yeah, he's irrelevant now. Doesn't he? I believe he had one target today. Didn't you know? No catches, one target. Not part of the mix. Um, and even, and this is going to happen. And and I know Christian emphasized turn things over to Tyquan Thornton, give him the shot. But you got to remember, he's still a rookie. These guys are rookies. Like we were rah rah shishkumba about the rookies. When they were all making plays against the Browns, well, today, Jack Jones, he was part of the touchdown allowed late. Uh, Tyquan Thornton, miscommunication on a pick six that you got luckily wiped out by a penalty, but also had that drop on the crossing pattern earlier. Those crossing patterns are opportunities for plays for him. So, you know, he's not quite where we thought he'd be. Obviously, the running backs are out of the mix because you're healthy there now. Cole Strange takes a step back, has a couple penalties, gives up a sack. So there's... There's a lot of, I keep saying this, there's a lot of factors as to why they are this middling team that they are. But along those lines, I wanted to, um, I put up a poll a little mm-hmm. while ago. It's been up, yes. I don't know, hour now. Um, and I said, Patriots are 4-4, four and four, nine games to play, plenty to improve on. Is there a better chance that they, question, win 10 or more games or lose 10 or more games? Better chance. Do you want to vote before I tell you how the voting is going? Uh, your four and four New England Patriots. I'm going to go to this right now at Jumbo Hart on the yeah, tweet go vote. machine. Go vote. Better chance that they win ten or more games, or yeah. boom. Oh, all right. I voted. Sixty percent of Patriots fans, because I assume most of my followers are Patriots fans. Sixty percent of Patriots fans believe this team will lose ten or more games, so that this is a seven win team this is a team that is going to go three and six over the next nine games or worse those are according to your according to your voters in said twitter poll yes Uh, it's a very scientific sampling it's actually a quinnipiac uh run mm -hmm. poll just so you know is it really yes yes well my wife went there so i feel like i can align myself to it excellent so uh let's take a look at the remainder of the schedule uh, of course, next week they are back home against Sam Ellinger, and the I said that correctly. Maybe not even Jonathan Taylor. He was injured earlier. We'll catch you up on that in a few. Ooh, minutes. It's all falling training. into place. It is. See, He's back. He just Colts. fumbled. Who did? Jonathan Taylor. Oh, he came back in and just fumbled. Brilliant. Love to hear it. The one-dimensional Colts with fumbling Jonathan Taylor and Sam Ellinger come to town next week at one o'clock. I'm going to dub that one, Andy. So we're going to be five and four heading into the bye. Huh. Then you so got a very just, we're angry, just passing out wins now. An angry, vengeful, a cocky, attitude-laden Zach Wilson and the New York Jetropolitans coming to Foxborough on the Sunday before Thanksgiving. I'm going to give the Patriots a W in that one too. Ooh, Look so at this. You have them at six and four. Six and four. But then Ooh. Thanksgiving night, dun, Patriots dun, at the Vikings. Uh... L. There's a chance they win because primetime Kirk Cousins is 2-37. and 37. I think he runs his record to 3-37 and 37 that night. Wow, you're going against the numbers. Mm-hmm. Wow. December 1st. Oh, it's another late one. Great. I love a midnight postgame show. Me too. Bills at Patriots. We are 6-6. Six and six. <laughs> If we're lucky. If they don't the take away the franchise. The night, do they punt? <laughs> then we go to Arizona, site of Super Bowl 57. This is the one time Pats fans will likely be in Arizona this year, unless they want to go cheer on the Eagles and the Bills in the Super Bowl. Patriots at Cardinals win. Oh, I don't know if you can pencil that one in. Patriots. What at is Raiders? Kyler Murray? What is Kyler Murray? 
a human being and a Call of Duty player. Also an athletic young quarterback. An athletic young quarterback. And a mistake-prone quarterback who trusts well, you know, and his athletic talent too much. But if he doesn't give it away like Zach Wilson did, then you could be in trouble. Also, so is Justin Fields. Right. Turn your mic off, producer Nick LePan. That's enough from you. <laughs> Good point. December 18th, Patriots at Raiders. Oh, actually, producer Nick LePan, did you happen to get that little... um? snippet of audio that i passed you earlier from uh josh mcdaniel's current raiders head coach one second all right he's going to endeavor that andy um josh mcdaniel's uh, spoke to the media after today's thrilling raiders shutout loss hmm. to hmm. the uh new orleans saints uh it was uh quite uh it was something else to say the least uh i think the patriots have a chance in that game as well well, yeah, they have a chance, but Bill has not done great against his former assistants recently, and they certainly have the offensive weapons to put up some points. And to I know it doesn't show based on what they did today, score wise, but mm -hmm. you know they have good weapons. They should have a good offense, and it could challenge this Patriots defense. So, right, are you was, penciling uh, in a win? Uh, I say that's a win. Uh, Christmas so you Eve, they host the Bengals. <clears throat> Merry Christmas, Dad. I hope you like the Patriots losing uh, on Christmas Eve. On New Year's Day, wow, so many holiday games. Dolphins at the Patriots, cold weather Tua. I'm going to give the Patriots the W, and then they wrap it up. <laughs> January 8th in Buffalo. <laughs> You're just handing out wins like they're M&Ms tomorrow night. You know what? For Nine a and team eight. that's 4-4 four and four and just Nine taking and gift wins. 9-8. and eight. <laughs> But you're just like, I'm going to give them a win. I'm going to pencil in a win. Sure. I'm going to give them a win. Hey, I don't know how listen, you can do that. I'm allowed to. When you host the when I'm not here and you host the show, you can hand out wins like Just Twix, like... Sour Patch Kids, or little bags of M and M's yourself. I'm gonna give them a win. I got them at thirteen and four. I said nine and eight. You knucklehead. Oh God, Fitzy, you're the best. Oh, listen, somebody's got to be the Foxborough fraud. Uh, and put a little excitement in this post game. All right, hold on, uh, Nick Lapan. Before we catch you up on uh, trending sports news, let's hear from. This is fascinating. Let's uh, let's hear from Raiders coach Josh McDaniels earlier today following his team being put on the schneid against the Saints. It's my responsibility, so um, I have to do a much better job of getting ourselves ready to go here. Um, that's that's we're better than that, and uh, you know I apologize to Raider Nation for for that performance. And uh, again, I own that. Uh, that's that's my responsibility. So. We have to do much better, obviously, uh, in, in every phase of the game uh, to be able to compete with a team like that who's well-coached, has good players. Uh, they obviously came ready to play and um, they did a much better job than we did. So it starts with me, and uh, we're going to work hard and we're going to fix it. Does that sound familiar, Andy? Yes. Starts well, with me, got to be better, got to yeah. do better, out-coached. Yeah, except sounds they're 2-5. and five. Yeah, they, but they're 2-5. and five. He's been saying that for the bulk of this season as that – um, star-laden offense that everybody expected to go to the next right. level, and Adams and 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 the like quick passing game. Like everybody thought it was going to be the perfect fit. They had all the pieces. Mm -hmm. Now you bring in the offensive genius, and it just hasn't worked. Like I looked at it today, and I know the the Saints are talented and they have a good defense. That's fine. They had three point three yards per play today, thirty eight yards rushing, one hundred and forty five yards passing, one hundred and eighty three yards of total offense for the Las Vegas Raiders who have talent up and down the roster with Adams and Renfro and I don't know if Waller played today I think he was inactive but um, well, he's been a non-factor all season Josh McDaniels has yep. taken two assets 
that Shime and I on the Six Rings pod, Chris Shime and I both made, believed made the Las Vegas Raiders must-watch NFL this year. We thought that they were going to be impossible to get off the field on third down because of the combination of Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, Josh Jacobs, and Hunter Renfro. And Josh McDaniels has only gotten the most possibly, I guess, if you will, out of Josh Jacobs intermittently. Otherwise, Devontae Adams, I'll almost say down season so far. And Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller, garbage season so far. Right. So and you you announced that uh, clip. You, you led into that as saying it's the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. We should announce it as the future offensive coordinator of your New England Patriots, hopefully. Oh some point, you too. imagine it would be the greatest if, thing if, ever. If he's one, if and Jamie done Collins out there. can come back like three or four times, why can't Josh McDaniels? How much money is Mark Daniels? Excuse me, not, yeah, Mark Daniels of Mass Live is going. How much money is he going to have to eat? How much money is is uh, Mark Davis going to have to eat on that one? Well, you know, that's what happens Ooh. when you uh, make mistakes. Although I think he's making good money in that stadium and the ticket prices and everything that's going right. on out there. He, yeah, he's come a long way from zone. his. He's not in the black hole anymore in terms of business. He's in Las Vegas. He printing money even though they're not good. 617-779-7937 is the telephone number if you'd like to get in touch with us here on the Post Game Show. Of course, we are brought to you by Zudi. Build any app your company needs in a week. Visit Zudi.com. That's Z-U-D-Y dot com for your free trial. We'll get back to more of the thumbs up and thumbs down on the other side. But first, let's talk about some other games today in the NFL with Trending Now. Breaking down the game that was. This is the Six Rings Post Game Show. Here's Fitzy and Hart on WEEI. Game that was Fitzy and Hart on the Six Rings post game show here on WEI Patriots 22, Jetropolitan 17. It wasn't all bad, but it wasn't all great. That's why we have things to look forward to after every game, like Andy Hart's thumbs up, thumbs down. The first thing posted after every Patriots contest at WEI.com. Andy, walk us through. Let's be, you know what? Because you said it's going to be a moral loss Monday. At WEI, let's get the thumbs down out of the way first so we can try oh. to turn the page and focus on the Pats positive afterwards. So let's begin with thumbs down for a change. Okay, so uh, first on my thumbs down, uh, right tackles. Isaiah Wynn, Marcus Cannon. Isaiah Wynn, your former first-round pick, is back in uniform but not back in the starting lineup. Marcus Cannon is in the starting lineup but not playing well. Gave up a sack. Um, gave up the, I guess, not a strip sack, but when he the, the hit that led to the interception. He he got beat by the Hughes guy, uh, hit mm-hmm. Mac Jones. Ball fluttered up in the air and was picked off. Um, you have a problem at right tackle. You don't seem to have an answer. I know some people are thinking maybe Isaiah Wynn. They're getting calls on him. Maybe he could be traded. Might as well if you're not going to play him, not going to start him. Um, I'm wondering if Yadni Kajust gets an opportunity. He was activated from IR this week, but uh, right tackle was a problem against the the Jets, and it's been a problem. Basically, most of the season between penalties and, and pass rush, they just haven't been very good over there. Still not, still not good. Um, then I went with the trio: uh, Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, Jonu Smith. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of athleticism. That's a lot of hope prior to last season, and maybe even prior to this season. And you get absolutely nothing out of it. They had four catches for 12 yards on six targets. Bourne did not have a catch. Uh, He is now supposedly healthy, so you can't say the um, toe injury that he's been dealing with is the issue. Mm -hmm. 
He uh, he has now had one or fewer catches in four straight games. He is just an absolute non-factor, as is Aguilar. John, funny thing is, Jonu Smith was actually the productive one today. He had that first down uh, play where he kind of spun in the air and got, got past the sticks, but he wasn't really productive. He was just the most productive of these three. These guys, mm-hmm. like, that's a problem. Like, that money, that investment, those that those athletes, you're getting absolutely nothing out of it. And then I also said pass protection. Think of it as a sunk cost now, Andy. Like it's just it's like some of some of these guys might just be a write off at this point, and it wouldn't surprise me. And we can get to this in the next break if one or several of them are dealt away at the deadline. Because what are they doing for the team right now? Oh, if you you replace them with, if you can trade any anybody named Win Cannon, Aguilar, Bourne, and Smith, I would trade them. Bourne would be the one that I'm still. He would be the one I would least want to trade because I'm still trying to hold out hope that he can get back to what I thought he was going to be this year or at least what he was last year when he was your second-best receiver, your best playmaker. Um, And then I went pass protection in general stunk. It wasn't just the right tackles, particularly Cole Strange. I thought he struggled. I know you had put him in Canton recently. Um, You might need to get a refund on that. I'm not sure he actually has a permanent home in the Hall of Fame after today's well, he game. Went for, he went for his jacket fitting. They didn't start construction on the bust yet. Okay, good, good. They might want to hold off on that because uh, he's taken a step back the last couple of weeks. I don't think he stinks. I, you know, I still think he's undersized. Um, I forgot who it was last week that just absolutely grabbed him and bent him over backwards. Um, it was Quinn and Robert William. Quinn, wasn't it? No, I think it, it was... Um, was it was it Pennell or Justin Jones? I mean, one of the three of them. Their whole the Bears line yeah. last week was ferocious. But you know, he he struggled with that. He got and these are guys that are good. You know, Quinn and Williams is good. He allowed a sack to him that forced a field goal. Um, but you know, he's a first round pick. He's supposed to. I think he needs to get bigger. I don't think he's big enough and strong enough right now. I think that's going to be an trunk. issue. For him. I've told you before. They they talked about the fact that he's upper body very strong, but he needs to work on his lower body strength. I think he needs strength everywhere. I, I don't think he's strong enough and stout enough anywhere. So I think that's uh, something he'll have to build on. And and that was it. I didn't want to go overboard. I thought I listed <laughs> since I listed a number of players. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was it. So you want to get positive now? They did win. Yeah. Okay, well, let me ask you this as we as we turn towards no, hold on, it's the dialogue. Let us embrace the debate. That's what post game shows are for. Where would Mac Jones fall in if you if I forced you to put him on one of the lists? You can't. Damn it. That's why they're lists. That's why there's an up and a down, but not everybody makes it. Otherwise, I would have 45 guys on these lists. There's a select few ups, there's a select few downs, and then there's everybody else in the middle who probably had some good and some bad. I think Mac Jones had some good and some bad. I don't think he was horrific. I don't think he was great. I think he was part of the problem on some of the pressures and sacks. I think he missed some throws. I think he made some good throws. Like, all in all, as I said to you, based not only on his performance but his tone in the postgame, I think this was a a little itsy-bitsy, teeny step forward today as he tries to glue himself back together and figure it out and make good with what he had. He needs to pull the old take chicken you know what and try to make offensive chicken salad. He does not have great ingredients. He doesn't have a great chef working with him, a sous chef, but he's got to figure it out right now. But I thought he was I thought he was middle of the road. I don't think he was terrible, although the game changed. I would I would actually argue the middle of the road was also middled by halftime because it looked like the bottom was going to fall out on that pick six, game over. And then he comes out to start the second half, and they go right down the field, get a touchdown. That's huge. That's huge right there for him, for his confidence, for the team, You know, the, for the CBS crew that was predicting that we were going to see Bailey Zappi in the second half. So a little teeny bit of positivity there, I would say. 
Yeah, the red zone issues got to get cleaned up. It continues to be the dread zone. Uh, they come down there and they get to the 18, the the 14, the 17, and it's just like, okay, I'm looking forward to them maybe making their way to the seven. And then on third and one, they'll throw. On second and one, they'll run into the line. They're super predictable. It just happens the, the same way over and over again. And you know who that fall? I mean, sure, the players have to execute the plays that are called. I get it. But the play calling has got to get a little more creative because you're just going to have to do, like you said, find ways to take the box of ingredients you're presented with, however gourmet or however pedestrian and mismatched they are, and cook up something spectacular. Otherwise, you're just going to continue to live in between the lines, uh, otherwise known as the land of the irrelevant in the wonky 2022 NFL. All right, let's go thumbs up. Uh, just real quick, I'm not sure I need you to cook anything spectacular. Just don't cook anything that's going to give me food poisoning or have me on the toilet or in just the don't hospital. Don't get me sick. Yeah, don't get me sick. Like, just give, give me, me a meal. Yeah, yes. give me a meal that will sustain me for another day or another couple days. That's what I'm looking for. But yes, the positivity, we've touched on it throughout the first three hours. I don't know how you could watch that game and not be excited about Ramondre Stevenson, a budding star for your New England Patriots. Uh, first run of the day was 14 yards. I know some people are critical. Oh, he missed a cutback. No, 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 he made the right cut. Watch it. Don't do a still photo. Watch the whole play and see it, how it unfolds. Let him be an athlete. Um, he had 71 yards rushing, 72 yards receiving. If I got my numbers right, nearly 150 yards from scrimmage. He caught seven passes. He was the offense for most of the game. Ramondre Stevenson proving he is a special athlete. In case you didn't know it, you, you listen to it a lot because Charles Davis likes him some uh, Ramondre Stevenson, too. Oh, yeah. The broadcast crew was all up in the biz of Ramondre Stevenson, and they were all over the ish of Zach Wilson today. You can read more about that at WEI.com. Continue, please. Jacoby Myers, the other basically only uh, reliable aspect of the offense, and we know this. This is going on three years. He's been one of the truly only consistent active productive parts of the offense but he was that again he had a couple third down conversions early um had the five yard touchdown on fourth down to get in the end zone which has been something a this team has struggled with and he struggled with with his career but the last couple weeks he's been getting in the end zone he obviously had the zappy touchdown last week gets one from mac jones this week had uh, nine catches of the 12 balls that uh, were thrown mm -hmm. his way 60 yards and a touchdown you know i think that's who he is and, and I don't mean that disrespectfully, I think he had a good game. If you try to ask him to do too much, that's a you problem, not a him problem. And that's that's where I get into the debate with in, with Fourier about how good he is. Is he a playmaker? Is he Welker? Is he this? Is he that? But he's a really good player. You need him. You needed him today. Uh, and he was the uh, passing or the, uh, the wide receiver part of the combo with Stevenson that helped you uh, get the victory. Next, obviously, Nick Folk. I just tweeted it out, hoping somebody will answer it for me. Five field goals for the second time in a month. He had five field goals to beat the Lions. Five field goals again today. Yes, that is 15 points you needed on your way to 22 points. So he had 16 of your 22 points today. Even had one from plus 50. I know everybody thinks he's just an inside of 50 guy. Had one outside of 50 in the fourth quarter to try to uh, ice the game and put it away. Um, you're right. It's a bad sign for your red zone offense that mm -hmm. your kicker has two five field goal games in a month. But... You got wins in those games, and the reality is you needed those points. And Nick Folk, as you call him, Big Kick Nick, is just that damn good. Uh, but he was not the only good aspect of the special teams today. Kickoff coverage was very good. Josh Bledsoe, uh, early in the game, dropped uh, 
Braxton Berrios at the 18, and then Brendan Schooler downed him at the 17. So they covered Braxton Berrios, who was not afraid to return it very well. And then your guy, Marcus Jones, had a nice punt return, 32 yards, Mm -hmm. got it down to the Jets 27, and unfortunately that was, uh, I believe, one of the uh, folk field goals. They were not able to maximize it uh, down there. But um, special teams has been inconsistent this year. They've had some down games. The kickoff coverage, the punt return, I I thought they were pretty good today on the whole, obviously, with Nick Folk. And then last but not least, Devin McCourty. I'm not sure he, you know what, the first interception, he made a nice athletic play, kind of to stay in bounds, catch it as he went to his knees. I think a lot of us thought he was actually out of bounds on that one, Eddie. It was close, but I think he was in bounds. I never saw anything to prove that he was out of bounds, so I would have gone with the, what do they say? Um, Upon review, it's not confirmed, but it's... You don't overturn it. I'm not sure video should... evidence. Yeah. Uh, it stands. He... Yeah, it stands. I think that one stands. should stand. The call stands on the field. He was in bounds. First of his two interceptions, courtesy of Zach Wilson. Didn't know this, though. 32nd and 33rd of his career, most among active NFL players. So your and guy, he said Devin at the McCoy. podium after the game, it's because he's old. It is he's because he's old. He's such a good guy. I he's love talking to him on a weekly basis when he comes in he's just so like he joked about the quarterback thing this week i put it in the sunday seven he said you know not me i've had too many shoulder surgeries unless we go triple option like he could run the triple option for him if needed but uh, i actually think he's lost a step but we don't need to go down that road right now looks like he's running a little slower to me when he's chasing that i know tackles. and look what happens when the patriots lose kyle duggar josh bledsoe has to yep. come in they immediately yep. target conklin that becomes an issue so the safety is yep. obviously more yep. important than ever before. I think they definitely miss David Andrews, Christian Barmore, and Kyle Duggar today. Hopefully they get healthy enough for next Sunday's contest. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about next Sunday's contest as well as whether or not we think the Patriots should be buyers or sellers as the NFL trading deadline approaches. Good job. Good lists there, Andy. Thank you very much. 617-779-7937 is the telephone number here if you would like to get in touch with us. From our best yet brand studio on the Six Rings post game show on WEEI. We're back to the Six Rings post game show on WEEI. No. No? I was a fat little kid in the 80s. Well, so was I. But that didn't mean I didn't love Tears for Fears. No, I was listening to like Bon Jovi and... Uh, what was that? Slippery When Wet. I told you. License mm-hmm. to Ill. Those were a couple of them in the 80s there. Did you see... Uh, was that Bon Jovi in the booth there with Mr. K and company Indeed. today? Indeed. I noticed that in uh, his stomping grounds in Jersey. Wet in Jersey, right, huh? That's right. I how the Gotta... Jets fans feel about that. Mr. New Jersey sitting up in the booth with Mr. Kraft, the visiting evil Patriots who have now won 13 straight against the beloved team. That's your answer. You want a celebrity to be with your owner, to be in your box? Win. Be relevant. Do something. Don't have a crappy quarterback who throws picks and gives the game away. Be better. Speaking of New Jersey teams, ooh, look at that. With 10 minutes left in the game, the Giants and the Seahawks deadlocked at 13. Hmm. That's a good. Giants. Meanwhile, uh, by the way, Andy in uh, in Los Angeles, uh, it is a it is a total San Francisco takeover. Oh, they just scored again. How about that? Thirty-one to fourteen. The Niners are just whooping up on the Rams right now. Are their the Rams toy. done? Uh, yeah, the the Rams feel like they're toast. They have a little 
hangover. And I mean, it didn't start well when your coach and your best player were talking about retirement and then it was just a thing. And okay, no, we signed extensions. But the bigger issue is they have no offensive weapons. Cooper Cup is awesome and they have nobody else. Allen Robinson has been a debacle. I don't know if they're going to get uh, OBJ what a back. That contract like, is. Oh, man, that would fit in perfectly with the Patriots. Yeah, maybe we. Oh, maybe we could trade like one of our receivers for Allen Robinson. Just do one of those change of scenery, garbage for garbage, or maybe a couple of them. Give you mm-hmm. Aguilar and Bourne for Robinson. Do you think there's going right to be now. a? Speaking of which, it it is yeah, Sunday please. night, so we are we are less than twenty four hours away from Tuesday's. Uh, November 1st, 4 p.m., trade deadline. There's mm-hmm. been enough smoke, and I've seen nationally a lot of uh, references to this could be one of the most interesting and active trade deadlines in NFL history. Do you think the Patriots are involved in that? Will we get a big name coming and or going or both for the Patriots? <sighs> you know, I do think the Patriots make a trade. I said last week on Six Rings, I thought they would make a trade. I do think one of the two receivers, this is unless, of course, Devontae Parker, who exited the game early with some sort of leg injury and was out after the first play. If, in fact, he is injured and there's more than just like a quick little thing, but rather like a lingering issue, uh, I could see the Patriots having to hold on to their receivers. But for a while now, I thought that they might move on from one of these guys just to get a little value because they weren't being used very often. But I think we have to wait on the Parker front. Isaiah Wind, the problem is with, you know, Marcus Cannon kind of getting exposed and looking like somebody who had retired and had moved on from the NFL and had been brought back to to play, uh, starting to look just like that as well. I don't think you can trust Kajust. Uh, so whatever, whoever you deal away, who's going to fill in the gap? That's the problem. That's my issue with the Patriots being sellers right now as they sit four and four with nine games to go. What, do you, what are you going to get in return that's going to help your now, let alone your future? Well, I don't know if you'll get any. Oh, your future would be a draft pick. I mean, if you get draft yeah, picks for these guys. another fifth? I don't know. Who, who could possibly replace the one target and zero catches that Kendrick Bourne had today? Who could possibly replace the sacks allowed by the right tackles over the last few weeks and the penalties that they've racked up? Like, I don't know. They're not doing you any good, so might as well get something for them. I'm angry. Yeah, you know, I, I, I just can't. Okay, so you move on from, let's say you trade Isaiah Wynn and Nelson Aguilar. Isaiah Wynn clearly gave. Did you read Mike Reese's uh, Sunday notes? I did not get a chance to. Today. Okay, so the right answer is no, Andy, because I was reading your Sunday 7 on WEI.com. And or I, I was interviewing Jets fans for WEI.com on the radio uh, station, but I digress. Wind me a river. Um, Mike Reese asked. Trolling um, me for working. Is this what we've stooped to? You call that working? Uh, Mike Reese clearly asked Isaiah Wynn a couple questions about his contract, and Wynn, like, gave him attitude and walked away. If he's given Mike Reese attitude, it was one thing when he was given Phil Perry attitude, but if he's given Mike Reese attitude and being a dink to Mike Reese, it's time to go. Your time here is over, Isaiah Wynn. You're not that good. Somebody needs to tell you you're not that good. So Mike Reese asks him some questions about his contract or how the season is going, a combination therein, and Wynn... Yeah, he, a little bit of a he huffs off a little hiss. I'll, of it? I'll get I'll get the quotes for the uh, but yeah he huffed off after two questions. I'll get the exact. They were very short answers, uh, very fair questions because they were coming from Mike Reese. So you know it wasn't some sort of like ambush trying to catch you saying something stupid. Well, gotcha that's journalism. Not what Mike Reese does no, no, that's not what Mike Reese does. Never has, never will. Um, 
But yeah, and then he walked off and said he was trying to indict him or something like that. I don't even think he used the indict word properly. Him. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he used the right word he wanted to use. Um, he's been defensive. I mean, we've had we've seen those um, back and forths with Phil Perry when Phil would just smile and not answer again and again. That's my answer. That's my answer. That's my answer. He would just be a total dink to him, and now he is being uh, a total dink to right here. Okay, Patriots wide receiver Nelson Aguilar. Blah blah. Buzz. So he um, asked Isaiah Wynn um, how he handles having his name floated in trade rumors. I'm playing and doing what I have to do, he said curtly. Hmm. When asked if he wanted to be with the Patriots, he responded, I'm here, right? Then walked away, ending the interview abruptly while suggesting the questions were an attempt to quote-unquote indict him. That's how you spell indict, right? I-N-D-I-C-T? I-N-D-I-C-T. Okay, just making sure I was reading that right. Yeah. So he was a dink to Mike Reese, and he's oh, not good. Shame. Playing poorly. Shame on him. Right. I'm all done with Isaiah Wynn. We can be a middling team without Isaiah Wynn. Mac Jones can get hit a lot without Isaiah Wynn. Mac Jones can be first and 15 after a penalty without Isaiah Wynn. We don't need the lead leader in penalties on this team, the former first-round pick with short arms and no position to play in the National Football League. I wish you well in your future endeavors. Get out. Shame, shame, shame. Yeah. All the best and a good day to you, sir, as well. Okay, so, so those are some of the familiar candidates should the Patriots be sellers at the deadline. When we come back... Let's maybe float the idea that they're buyers. Where would you target somebody? Do you have anyone in mind that you might target Andy and or listeners to the program as we head into the final segment of the Six Rings postgame show? Some other final thoughts and a quick look ahead to the Colts game next Sunday at Gillette. We got Fitzy, we got Hart, and we got you till 730. Until then, WEEI at that point in the show goes to Westwood One's coverage of Sunday Night Football the Packers at Bills. 617-779-7937 is the telephone number. Six Rings Post Game Show. W-E-E-I. Final segment here. Home stretch of the Six Rings Post Game Show on W-E-E-I. Patriots 22, Jets 17. Lots of NFL to discuss. A quick preview of the Colts game next week. And a little more trade deadline talk. Andy, in that 49ers-Rams game, Guess what Christian McCaffrey in only his second game with the San Francisco 49ers has accomplished? Threw a touchdown. He became the first player since 2005 to run, catch, and throw a touchdown all in the same game. Since 2005. Interesting. Pretty good pickup. Because David Patton did it in 01 for the Patriots. Mm -hmm. Who did it in 2005? That's a good question. I didn't know. I know Walter Payton did. I was hoping you wouldn't ask. (laughs) I knew Walter Tomlinson. Ladanian Tomlinson, so is Peyton, then uh, David Patton, then Ladanian Tomlinson, and now Christian McCaffrey. It's pretty impressive. Pretty impressive pickup for them indeed. Looks like the Colts right now, with just a minute oh, left in that game, they are up 16-10 to 10 on the Washington Commanders at finalist Banner Field out in Indianapolis. It looks like it may run the Colts up to 4-3-1. and one. So they'll have, obviously, a massive... Uh, edge in the winning record department next week as they come to Gillette Stadium for that one. And it looks like the bloom is off the rose with the Giants. Six and one heading into the game today in Seattle. Seahawks are up 27 to 13 over the Giants right now. Looks like the Giants will go into their bye at six and two. Still a surprising six and two, but as we've been outlining here with the Patriots, eventually you're going to have to try to throw touchdowns. Eventually you're going to have to throw the ball. 
eventually you're going to have to like do more than just like grit scheme and gut out these wins, which the Giants have kick five done field goals. <laughs> What's that? Just keep, just keep sending Nick Folk out to kick field goals. That'll be enough. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, five folks, five folks every week. That'll always get the job done. Uh, did I you mean, see? It's, it was funny before I'm, you went to. When you went to break, you said, are the Rams done or what's wrong with the Rams? And uh, there was a bit of a scare. I think they've averted it. But uh, there were a lot of tweets fast and furious about Cooper Cup being attended to by trainers down on the turf. Uh, mm. But he, he did get up and walk off under his own power. So um, not sure what exactly happened to him. Obviously, that's a big deal for the Rams. Also a big deal for a lot of fantasy owners out there who uh, have been benefiting from his uh, ridiculous numbers. Here's an interesting one from Andrew Callahan. This one just popped up on the timeline. Uh, I heard a lot of this actually today when I was talking to Patriots fans outside of Jet Life Stadium before the Pats-Jets game in New Jersey. This one this is a quote from Kendrick Bourne. In Bill I trust, in Bill we trust. With Bill, we've always got a shot every single week, and I just love being a part of something like that. I don't believe you. <laughs> You are not telling me the truth, and I am not listening. To, I am not, you are saying all the right things because you are being paid a lot of good money to play football, but you cannot possibly be happy with your role in this offense, especially when you told us in the offseason you thought you could become in the next Debo Samuel or contribute like that to the offense. And we all said from our old pal Brian Barrett uh, to me now and beyond, we all said that he was probably their most explosive playmaker, and yet still nowhere to be seen. Yeah, that uh, that answer from Kendrick Bourne sounds like when your wife says, does this make me look fat? No, 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 no. That was his version of that. Yeah, not good. Okay, Lion. so Andy, let's say the Patriots do decide to try to make some acquisitions. Obviously, if they trade players away, they'll acquire something in return. Probably not players, likely draft capital. But if the Patriots were to surprise you and be buyers at the deadline, where could you see them potentially... <laughs> making acquisitions what position would you hope they would address first well unfortunately i saw that josh allen said that their gm told him he was not going to be traded this year so i don't think you'll be able to acquire josh allen and get the franchise quarterback of the division that i would love to have um let's see pretty much anywhere offensive line uh wide receiver tight end linebacker safety cornerback punter uh could use a long-term kicker not sure how this long so pretty much everything i'd be open to almost everything nick folk is gonna kick forever okay so he's the tom brady of kickers uh pretty much yeah but i think the trade has to be not only guys coming in but some of these guys (laughs) going out (laughs) he gets paid money To yep. provide that analysis. He is a genius. Um, no, but if you said That's amazing. the thing that I would mo- – if if I could get a, a linebacker, a linebacker that I had faith in, uh, that would be my first choice, I think, because I continue last week with fields. I thought you didn't match up athletically. Mm-hmm. I just – I look out there, and it's Tavai, and it's Bentley, and it's just not good enough. I need more athletes on the field at the second level, and I think it even gets more exposed – when you're down a safety, when you lose Duggar as that box safety or just in that rotation in the middle of the field. Uh, Jabril Peppers had a bee in his bonnet today. Did you notice that? He was, uh, he was he had feisty. The first, yeah, he was very feisty, and I kind of like it. I think this team could use a little bit of that. I think they could well, use where, a little bit where's more. Where's the attitude from the defensive line that we were talking about a few weeks ago? They didn't seem to have quite as much today. I do think the defense played well today, and they took everything Zach Wilson gave to them. Is that because like probably their two biggest hitters – 
Christian Barmore and Kyle Duggar were, I mean, yeah, the, they were missing a lot of the teeth on defense I mean, today. Those are two of your best young players, two of your most Period, versatile players. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, I know there's been a lot of talk of how many double teams that Christian Barmore is. I think he's the third most double teamed defensive lineman in football right now over the course of the season. Um, so, I, yeah, that when you're without key players in the middle like that, and I would throw David Andrews in there too. I don't think it's coincidence that the offensive line struggled today. Jets front is good. Jets defense is good. And you were without David Andrews. I think that's part of that equation. So, But you'll get those guys back. You know, the expectation would be – so I I would target linebacker. If I could get a linebacker like Roquan mm-hmm. Smith, we just saw a guy who's who could be, you know, on the way out. Now, I don't think they would ever – go down that road that's a that's a big name big price because if you trade for him you got to give him a contract that is going to pay him a lot of money but well and you got to pay up and give him more than they would get in the comp for him as well well yeah i'm not worried about that they're only going to get a third round pick for him actually excuse me a fourth round pick because it comes after the third round i broke my own rule um a fourth round pick for him but it's the whatever 60, 70, 80, 90 million dollars that he'll be looking for that I don't think they'd Oh, be. no. The Patriots would have to spend money on a really good football player for a change? Oh, no. <laughs> There's the Fox Please don't tell fraud. me that, Andy. And a, a There's good one on the defense? fraud squad. <laughs> in Bill, oh, you trust. You trust in Bill just like Kendrick Bourne does. Right now, it's shaking. With 15 seconds left in the game, Andy, second and 10 at the Indianapolis 25. The Colts are now down 17-16 to the Commanders. Taylor Heineke driving one through. They get the extra point. It looks like the Colts may be coming to town 3-4 and one off a defeat. Oh, how much will the Patriots be favored by now? Andy, I'm going to go with Pats by four. Early guess. Uh, yeah, I would. it might even be a little more than that. Four and a half, five. Ooh, four and a hook. Ooh. Yeah. I, I, I think it might be. Often. I think it might be. Um, I don't know if it's worthy, and I know they have a backup quarterback, a young quarterback in there, inexperienced quarterback. Um, I just don't know what the Patriots are right now. Who are you going to get for the Patriots? Do you feel confident? I know we nailed today's game, but that was more because we we nailed Zach Wilson than we necessarily yeah, I nailed had tw- the Patriots. I had 2016, and it was 22-17, so not yeah. a bad call by your old right. pal. But everybody said it's going to be low scoring, probably a little ugly, and if you get the Zach Wilson picks that you usually get, that'll probably be the deciding factor. That was almost universally the prediction for this game, and it was right. I don't, I, I, I'm not as confident in the Patriots, and we all just talked about this game swung when your pick six was called back and then you had one nice drive and he was in the midst of his meltdown. It all kind of came together there for you. But if that pick six counts, 17-3, the game is over, you lose. Now you're a 3-5 and five football team. You're tied with Tom Brady across the league standings. Um, I, I just I don't know who the Patriots are right now. It's what Fourier said earlier. Your identity... You know, there's the, your pass rush is pretty good, right? You got Wise and you got Judon. Okay, so that's something you can kind of bank on. They got that to some degree today. You know, that should the best be a defensive lineman in the NFL and Devon Godshow, or so I've been told. Yeah, I've been told that, but that's sarcasm, Fitzy. That's the fraud squad again. I'm talking about real positives you can build on, and uh, I he think Judon and ball player, Jude, he's fine. He's yeah. fine. Godshow's fine. Is he great? No. Uh, like I laughed today. I think he had the first tackle of the game five yards downfield. <laughs> That means your big defensive tackle was getting pushed five yards downfield. Um, but no, like Judon and Wise to me are building blocks of a defensive game plan against a young quarterback, a young, inexperienced quarterback. You can put pressure on Sam Ellinger. You can force him into some mistakes, force him into punts, things of that nature. I don't know beyond that. 
do you feel great about the coverage? No, they're not a great passing team, though. Like, they don't have a ton of weapons that are going to scare you. So is your pass defense probably good enough? Probably. Is Jonathan Taylor healthy and on? Because if Jonathan Taylor is healthy and on, we saw last year he ran away from you to win the Mm -hmm. game. That's a concern. I remember that 68-yard soul-crushing game-ending scamper where he cut right on Hightower and took it to the six-point house. Ended Hightower's career. That really was. That was kind of the end for High. It was the beginning of the end. I think that was the eye-opening. Ooh, he might be done. It might have been eye-opening for him, for all we know. He may have looked at that and said, okay, if that's where I'm going to look in big spots and big plays. He's a guy that's made his career on making big plays and big spots and Super Bowls. If I'm going to look like that, I'm done. But if Jonathan Taylor runs on this run defense that's been inconsistent all year, now Larry Guy's back out there. I think that's uh, helpful for them. I think if you can get Christian Barmore back out there, now you have your depth back and you start to make plays. But offensively, if you make a mistake and throw it to Stephon Gilmore and he returns it for a touchdown, you're going to lose. And this offense right now is an absolute, um, I don't want to say it's debacle. Yes. Yeah. It's not, I, it, it, there, there's nothing dynamically cohesive about this offense right, right now. Right. And that we had a it's quarterback hard. issue. We, we still don't know who the long term answer is. Max trying to reconfigure himself. Uh, Mac is trying to rebuild himself and gain confidence. The offensive line was great earlier in the season. Now they've been injured. Now they're having issues. Uh, they're not utilizing the the weapons they have. They spend a uh, most expensive wide receiver room, $25 million for two tight ends who each get one or two catches a game. Like, it's a mess. It, it's, yes. it's messy right now. But yet still they get the win. Um, hey, Producer Nick, could you play that Zach Wilson quote from after the from the postgame today? About yeah, we'll have these guys in two weeks. One, one more time, please. Yeah, we'll have these guys in two weeks. So that was Zach Wilson's answer when he was asked about, you know, how they played and, you know, going up against the Pats, blah, blah, blah. I just saw something on NBC Sports Boston's Patriots coverage on Twitter. Did you know he was chewing gum during his postgame presser? <laughs> I am not a big... I like watching dink. Zach Wilson play, but I'm sorry. And people made fun of me when I said this. The whole thing with his mom's friend and, like... He does not make good decisions. He does not seem like the guy I'd want to hitch my wagon to. Like, if you're if you're Robert Sala, do you feel great about that guy sort of controlling your career? Like, the way your career goes, in large part, will go where, where Zach Wilson takes it. I would not feel good about him holding my career in his hands. It's kind of like when I come to this show and you're holding my career in your hands, hosting. Would you, you do the just fine indicting or, you know, either vindicating or hanging yourself on this postgame show. I don't need trouble. to do much. We're off with our breaks. We're getting yelled at. We're going to be off the air soon. People were already calling for Glenn to come back. We had all those calls this weekend. (laughs) One of them. There was one of them. That's true. It was just one. It was kind of curious, and they were just kind of putting us to the test. Of course, we are brought to you by Zudi. Build any app your company needs in a week. Visit Zudi. That's Z-U-D-Y.com for your free trial. All right, Andy. We were just talking about Zach Wilson he can't be the player of the game today, although he definitely was the most important, if not most influential player on the field in helping the Patriots get that 22-17 win. We have to give it to a Patriot. I'm going to let you choose time now for the Patriots player of the game. It is brought to you by Cars for Kids. The easy way to donate your car, donate today, and your car can be picked up tomorrow. Go to Cars for Kids, that's Cars with a K, or one cars for kids Andy, your choices are Ramondre Stevenson, Nick Folk or Field? Who do you give I, to? I don't need choices. This is the easiest one of the year. It's Ramondre Stevenson. He was a beast. 
caught the ball great, ran the ball great, made plays, made people miss, ran over people, threw people. He was by far, I thought, the best player on the field against a good defense, not a pushover defense. He wasn't doing this against, you know, the uh, the worst defense in the league. That's a damn good athletic front to back Jets defense. And Ramondre Stevenson, I thought, showed them what kind of a uh, future he has, what kind of a present he has. He was dominant, almost 150 yards from scrimmage. He is your version of Christian McCaffrey. Maybe he can throw too. We'll see. It's interesting because you say if you're Robert Sala, do you want to have your career, your livelihood, your reputation in the NFL hitched to this kid? Obviously, Bill Belichick, who gets his 325th win today, second place all-time by himself in NFL head coaching wins, passing George Hallis at 324. You know, a lot of that is associated with Tom Brady. It's a pretty obvious and clear Mm, association. People were saying earlier he should probably send a present to Tom Brady. If he sends a present, it should probably be a sandwich because I saw a picture of Tom Brady helping out feeding some people in California today on Twitter. And my God, he looks emaciated at this point. I feel terribly for him. Um, He can understand he's going through some hell right now. But uh, yeah, uh, if you're Salah, I mean, you you may be like, guys, I just need a game. Can I put Flacco back in until this kid gets seasoned or prepared? Can I go back to Mike White or something? Like, can we? This is getting ridiculous. He didn't draft him, but then again, he was there for it last year. But you're not going to move on from him. He was the second overall pick last year. And there's too much talent. That's the other thing. Is like there is upside. These kids into the NFL like this, like they need time. Especially the weird uh, COVID world and the the schedule he played and everything that went into it. He needs time. There is upside. You're not going to pull the plug or turn on him now. I just think if you are looking at his decision-making both on and off the field, it leaves something to be desired. And I think Sal is probably the kind of guy that says... I'm going to have a great defense. I know defense. We're going to have a great defense. Just give me a quarterback who can manage it, won't make too many mistakes, and he's got the exact opposite of that right now. Well, that'll do it for tonight's edition of the Six Rings post-game show. Excellent job, as always, producer Nick LaPan. Good job, Andy. He is at Jumbo Heart. I am at Fitzy GFY. Make sure you subscribe to the Six Rings and Football Things podcast. We'll be back on Wednesday with a fresh edition with everyone's favorite Chris Primetime Shime as well. We'll have our preview podcast up on Friday, getting you ready for Colts at Patriots next Sunday at 1 o'clock from Gillette Stadium. And that is a final, Commanders 17, Colts 16 as well. Patriots 22, the New York Jets 17. The Patriots run their record to 4-4 four and four on the season. Nine games to go on the 2022 slate. Thanks again, everyone, for letting us into your heads and hearts for a couple hours to talk football. It's always a good time. We take you now to Westwood One's coverage of Sunday Night Football, Packers at Bills. Take care, everybody. See we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 
Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.